He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. And I think the travel industry is going through such a huge shift, not just from a technology perspective, but also just a generational shift where owners and property managers are now younger. Guests are even younger and they have different expectations. And I think this is something we've talked a few times, Will, on Clubhouse and things like that. But if you can empower property managers to automate and personalize the predictable, they can focus on working on their business, not in their business. For sure. And when I hear property managers still dealing with, you know, getting the keys to the owner, to the guests or answering messages like Wi-Fi passwords and answering messages at two in the morning that are just so frustrating. There's something to be done so that they can focus on creating a memorable experience. Or I think if I'm not mistaken, as you say, creating a destination. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast. Now, let's begin. Running a short-term rental business is challenging and time-consuming. Whether it's 10 units or 1,000 units, trying to keep up with the latest trends, technology, hardware, revenue management, guest support, and R&D, it's become almost impossible and increasingly more expensive for the everyday host. On top of that, all of this tedious work does not allow you to focus on what matters most, and that is your guest. Luckily, this will no longer be a problem. Introducing Journey's MOS, the newest and most advanced tech solution in hospitality. Journey's MOS provides you with a one-stop solution that will automate your entire operation and take care of all of your back office work, allowing you to fully focus on growing your business the way you want to. To learn more about MOS, visit Journey online at journey.com. That's journey, J-U-R-N-Y.com. Francois, my man. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and I have the amazing uh, startup founder, Francois, of Enzo Connect uh, on the podcast today. So I'm super excited to have you, my man, and it's so good to see you once again. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for for having me. This has been a long time coming now. Uh, that yeah. I've had to join on this podcast for sure and uh, super excited. <laughs> no, seriously, I was like, man, how how many months have we been like talking back and forth about like, hey, so we're almost there. We're almost podcast ready. <laughs> uh, it's been super good though to watch your journey, man. Like just it's, it's crazy because we don't really talk about Clubhouse on the podcast a lot. 
But there have been a, there's been a few guests like yourself, Daniel from Wash B and B, a few others that really have just kind of popped up out of nowhere from this platform called Clubhouse. And not that you guys popped out of nowhere, but you guys were just the most consistent guys <laughs> in those rooms, like constantly, like trying to figure out, like, okay, how does our product serve the industry? How does our product get better? What does the industry really need? What are we building that's not needed or what are we building that is needed that nobody knew that they did need, you know, like all the stuff, super cool story and background. So I'm super excited to get to jump in with you. So I want to know, and I think you've told me before on a phone call, we were, we were chatting it up. Um, but let's start where did, where did you begin? how did you even get into, cause you're pretty young and like we, you know, are probably, <laughs> I would say the the minority in our industry, uh, with how young we are as founders and creators and entrepreneurs in the space. Um, but I would love to see where did it all begin? What was the aha moment? Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. So I guess I like to start from the beginning because it, it helps you kind of make sense of where we're at now and, and how we got there. Yeah. Um, but essentially Enzo Connect started off as a class project and this was back in 2019, about two years ago. And we had to come up with a solution to an entrepreneurial problem. I was studying computer science, cognitive science, uh, focusing computational linguistics. Uh, so definitely a bit of a nerd there. And had to to come up with a solution to an entrepreneurial problem for like my last class of the of the semester and I guess of my undergraduate degree. It had to be robotics focused, and I absolutely hate robotics. Like I'm a pure SaaS kind of guy. Um, so I went up to my prof and I said, "Can I do smart home devices instead? I mean, I have them all plugged into my apartment already. You know, maybe this can work." Yeah. And he reluctantly said yes, but he said, "You're probably not going to win the ten thousand dollar cash prize at the end of the class." And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, $10,000 cash to win at the end of a course at a university? Like, okay, challenge accepted. <laughs> um, and I think it was like within the first week of the class, we we're trying to figure out what the problem statement is, which industry we're going to tackle and things like that. And my best friend calls me up and he usually calls me up for three things, to go for food, to travel, or to go for food and travel. I mean, <laughs> I've been on trips like 24 hours in Mexico because he's like, hey man, you should come meet me in Mexico. And I'll be like, yeah, okay, sure. Let's do it. Um, so really fun guy and calls me up and he's like, Francois, you're, you're trying to become Canadian. You're French, but you don't even know how to ski. So we're going to go to Montemblant and you're going to learn how to ski. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, we hop in a car <clears throat> Friday afternoon, book a place on Airbnb, instant book, super easy. Uh, we get a scheduled message right away saying the keys under the doormat. Here's how you stay. You know, a couple instructions here oh, and there. Keys under the doormat. Keys under the doormat. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, pretty, pretty safe approach, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's Canada. So yeah. people are nice here. You know, right. they, I think true. there's a, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I forgot. Where um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot to say I am based out of Toronto, Canada. So people are, are very used to saying sorry and sorry. Uh, just being very kind here. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get to the Airbnb. Keys frozen under the doormat, like three centimeters of thick ice. I don't know what that is in the non-metric format. Uh, but just a lot of ice yeah. under that uh, floor mat. We we finally like pry the door open, pry the the, the floor mat uh, off the ground. We get into the unit. The heating system is per room, and we only figure that out at the end of the stay. So we're just sleeping in the living room, uh, warming up by the fire. And then uh, throughout the stay, we're asking about ski passes and how to do this and where to get food. And it's like you know we got there at like eleven thirty p.m. So we're asking about how to get pizza and. There's a lot of snow. It's minus 20. Again, no idea what that is in Fahrenheit, hey, uh, but it's just it's very cold. cold. It's very cold. <laughs> That's all we need to know. Exactly. Um, and then five days after checkout, I get a text message from the host saying we left one of the windows open in the kitchen. 
kitchen pipes froze. We owe him $5,000 and he's sending us to small claims court. So that's how it got started. And initially we built a very simple proof of concept, Um, literally bought a door at Home Depot, stuck a smart lock on it and just showed that, you know, owners and property managers have can have access to certain data points that would allow a more seamless check-in process. And that was really just like a small proof of concept, ended up winning the $10,000 um, and Did then you, uh, have to split ten half of that 10,000 to pay off that small claims court. Honestly, he never sent us to small claims court. I never oh. heard of it ever again. <laughs> I'm hoping that we become big enough that he sees our story <laughs> and well, hopefully it's not a lawsuit this time, but, um, that he sees our story and is like, you know what? I need to use Enzo connect. <laughs> and that's kind of a uh, part of the goal. And I will give it to him for free just for, for the troubles uh, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. That, that's so, so funny. Okay. So you won the yeah. 10,000. So you proved your professor wrong. Exactly. Well, I mean, to be fair throughout the process, even though he was uh, a bit reluctant or doubtful at first, then he saw us progress throughout the semester and was like, okay, there's something there. Yeah. Uh, and we really crafted something around access management, which was one of the critical pain points. Like, you know, just picking one tiny little vertical and just trying to solve this the best way possible. Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, we won the 10 K and then what happened was I'd just gotten into a master's of entrepreneurship at Cambridge in the UK and the program was part-time. So what a lot of people would do is they'd actually take an idea and start a business. Yeah. And so I figured, you know what, why don't I just run with this while all my friends are getting jobs at Google and software engineer, this and that, why don't I just, I just do this for two years, see what happens, you yeah. know? And um, so we started off by building a PMS and that was our first mistake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and not so much because there's no value in a PMS, but because there's a lot out there. And um, if anything, they're extremely important, but we just, it didn't make sense for us to, to add to more fragmentation and try to compete with the existing, you know, host away, hostfully, guessy and, and, and great softwares that are out there. Yeah. Um, so we started off by building this PMS with obviously a, a heavy focus on IoT. Uh, we had about 68 listings on our platform. Um, just as again, a proof of concept, testing yep. things out, so on. And, uh, we raised a tiny bit of money, uh, from our, our for our pre-seed round and within seven days of getting our first check, uh, Trump closes the borders. Mm-hmm. It's part of my French, a shit show for the hospitality space. Yeah. I don't know if I can swear on oh, this yeah. podcast, yeah, but fine. okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we lose all the other investors who are interested in participating. We lose over half of our units and we're essentially stuck, um, and this isn't going to go anywhere. So I went back to my family's place, spent two, three months banging my head against the wall, trying to figure out what was going on. Spent a lot of time during that time actually exploring the industry, really, just talking to as many property managers, understanding what their pain points are. And to your point about Clubhouse, yeah. learning from the audience out there, just setting up scheduled you know, times and just figuring out what problems are you facing? Mm-hmm. What's going on in terms of this and that? And what we realized was while the problem that we were solving was the same, the approach to solving that problem was completely different. And what I mean by that is instead of positioning ourselves as a property management software, trying to build out the best guest experience, why don't we build out the best guest experience system that works with your property management software? And so that was kind of the pivotal moment to to Enzo Connect. And uh, since then, we've scaled to just over 12,000 listings. Actually, I was just in France uh, well, I just got back on Sunday and we just closed another 750 listings. So we're now at 12,800 listings, uh, on the platform. Um, yeah. So it's been exciting to say the least 18 different countries processed over 80,000 different guests, uh, in those different countries and just learning a lot from our existing users, uh, so we can optimize the beta and then 
launch a very big product uh, in the next couple of weeks or months, TBD. Yeah, TBD. <laughs> yeah, of course. Dude, that's incredible, man. Like, and I just have I have a couple questions just from your story, and I've been writing them down. Yeah, and I'm I'm curious to know just because one we're young, so I'm going to bring up that point a couple of times just because I think a lot of people our age definitely get that mindset of okay, graduate high school, go to college, um, buy a house, get married, have kids, the dog, the you know promotion, the all that stuff, right? Um, what made you go? I'm going to take the risk. I'm just going to run with this. Like, like why didn't you follow your peers after, uh, like when you were going to Cambridge, when you're like, you know what, I'm going to run with this for two years and see what happens. What, what was yeah. that mindset for you? Um, listen, I've always taken risks. Like I think my family knows that quite well now is <laughs> I, I was the, the trouble child who always took the risks, but yeah. you know what? Sometimes it pays out. And um, I, I have a huge passion for travel. And I know a lot of people say that as sort of a, you know, hobbies and interests on their resume, but yeah. really like for me, there's, um, you feel like a child when you travel and you're not in your comfort zone, mm-hmm. everything feels completely new. And it's experiences that I've had the the opportunity, the chance to get, um, that I'm hoping a lot of other people can have. And I think the travel industry is going through such a huge shift, not just from a technology's perspective, but also just a generational shift yeah. where owners and property managers are now younger mm-hmm. guests are even younger and they have different expectations. Um, and I think, you know, this is something we've, we've talked a few times, Will, on, on Clubhouse and things like that, but if you can empower property managers to automate and personalize the predictable, yeah. they can focus on working on their business, not in their business. For sure. And when I hear property managers still dealing with, you know, getting the keys to the, to the owner, to the guests yeah. or, yeah. uh, you know, answering messages like Wi-Fi passwords and answering messages at two in the morning that are just so frustrating, um, there's something to be done so that they can focus on creating a memorable experience. Or I think if I'm not mistaken, as you say, creating a destination. Yeah. Um, so yeah. No, dude, it's so true. It's so, so true because of the, like people get mad at me when I say when our property management like company, we're not messaging guests all the time. Like I rarely get a message yeah. from a guest rarely. And if we do, it's like, they just didn't read the instructions before. All you have to do is kind of, reiterate it in a smaller version and you're pretty much good to go. Um, the yeah. rest of the time it's usually, Hey, like we, we love the easy check-in. Where's your favorite this? Where's your favorite that? Not the stuff that's on your guidebook or listed in the house, but like, where is like the secret spots for this? Those are fun. Those are great messages to get. Yeah. Um, and I love that that you just like, I could tell that you like to travel. It's not like a, a resume thing because I've seen your yeah. Instagram. <laughs> I've seen your Instagram and you're not like a traveler as in like posting suitcases and, and your feet up at the airport, you're, you're like posting the culture and the experience while you're there. It's really yeah. cool. And I love that you capture that because it does kind of give everybody the, I guess, perspective of, okay, like this is a lot more fun. A lot of people I think look at travel now or have looked at travel before COVID uh, as more of a chore. It's like, uh, they pack the yeah. damn suitcase again and da, 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 whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool to see that you you get to fully experience it like a child again, which is uh, which is really fun. Um, yeah, but new yeah. countries, new cultures, so many new things to explore. Like, yeah, I think we're we're pretty isolated, and COVID yeah. has definitely you know enhanced that a bit more when it For comes sure. to uh, you know just being at home all the time. So For having sure. that sense of curiosity is is always triggered by traveling. For sure, oh, I love it, and uh, you know, not to mention Clubhouse again, but I do feel like in the in the midst of it. 
Clubhouse did kind of feel me, like, like get me to experience that I was kind of out of my house, I guess. It was more of like, hey, I'm talking to people in Australia, you know, our friend Julie. Like, it was just like, okay, we're we're not just stuck here in our house by ourselves. It's it's like there's other people in the world that are, yeah. are with us in a, in a weird way, which is super unnormal because our parents and, you know, uh, family members and relatives, like even my sister, who's only, you know, 10 years older than me, she's like, what? You're talking to people in Australia and UK and Ireland? Yeah. And it's like... Yeah, all the, yeah. All, all, all the time. Um, it's, it's completely different. But I have a question for you, too, going into um, kind of your experience. So with you creating Enzo Connect, you discovering with all these other property managers around the world, do you feel maybe like you not being an operator, you not being in hospitality before this, um, this whole business and Enzo Connect and the creation of it, do you feel like it's been a hindrance or do you feel like it's been actually a benefactor to you in order for you to serve the industry in a better way with Enzo and what you guys are doing? Well, I think, you know, for that piece, we've definitely brought on people on our team uh, to bring that operational experience into Enzo Connect. And that's definitely been a big push on my end. You know, again, we're focused on the guest experience. We're not, we sell obviously to property managers and hosts and things like that, but we're focused on the guest experience. And this isn't just based on my, what I would ideally like as a guest experience. This is interviewing hundreds, if not thousands of guests who have used short-term rental platform and are hesitant between using Expedia because they think there's more hotels and they want to go that way or Airbnb and understanding what, what that shift is as well in the new generation of people traveling. Um, but, you know, to complement that, we're bringing on advisors and team members that do have that operational experience as property managers to better understand some of the smaller complex problems. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's, it's all about teamwork. Like it's not, it's not just me. It's, yeah. it's everyone on our team that gets this done and that builds the software, connects with property managers, learns about the industry. Um, I guess I'm just the one sometimes, you know, calling a shot here and there if, if there's a, a debate yeah. on, uh, on a certain question. Right. I love that. It's a good answer. And, I, and you know, the guest experience part, I think, you know, this is where, and you'll probably see this. If you, do you know, uh, Matthew Loney, um, CEO of Explory? It's funny you say that because I was just listening to this podcast on yes. on your thing yesterday just to like get a vibe, a bit more yeah, of a yeah. last minute vibe about it. But yeah, no, it's the, these are the kind of tools and softwares and connections that are definitely up our alley. Right. Uh, it's the Alexa thing, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, but their concept, which I've really enjoyed like diving into because I think so often in the industry we get so focused on guest experience within hospitality. But there's other industries mm. that focus on guest experience and memories and being thoughtful and just taking care of their customers, you know, like really just being like, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Smith have been with us for 10 years and I know it's their anniversary coming up. I'm just going to send them a present. We have a $50 budget per customer that we're allowed to spend or whatever. And just those moments where you're instantly able to act on something like that. Um, not having to be like, Hey, this is what we have to do, but it's just kind of a, a just a natural human thought, right? That 100%. Like, across throughout other industries, we don't need to be in hospitality to provide experiences and memories and creating a quote-unquote uh, destination here. Um, so it's it's really remarkable that, you know, anyone from any industry can come into this space and think of it as a traveler. Think of it from other friends and families' experiences that they've had with travel and, and short-term rentals or hotels or anything like that. So I like that you guys really do focus on that part because I think it's going to be the big differentiator, especially with, you know, combining tech people and all the other things you're talking about. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the, one of the reasons why we're so focused on that piece is because the data's out there. 
the the information about everyone and everything is out there. It's yeah. just not it's being hidden from the property managers or it's not being utilized in a way that's, you know, appropriate not appropriate would that be the wrong word, but it's it's not being used well enough for property managers. Yeah. I think, you know, 4 or 5 years ago the problem that people were solving was calendar synchronization, yeah. aka listing management, property management at its fundamental base. Yeah. Um, we've solved that. Like there, there are channel managers and property management softwares out there that do a phenomenal job at synchronizing calendars, updating reservations, dealing with sort of the, the more operational complexities of managing a property. Yeah. Now it's time to personalize that experience. It's no longer just to automate it and just create triggers to have a basic package. It's personalizing it. And I think the, the, the only reason hotels have been so good at doing that is because they've hired people. Yeah. Um, the only reason they haven't been good at reducing their costs with that is because they can't innovate as fast as yeah, this industry. 100%. So let's learn from the hotel industry and apply our entrepreneurial and innovative techniques that we clearly have. I mean, after all, a hotel owner is not as much of an entrepreneur as a vacation rental manager. So that's where I kind of see this this industry growing way faster uh, in the, in the uh, next couple of years. For sure, and we were—I was actually just going over a study that was uh, done in the in, in the industry, and vacation rental managers. Their number, like two things for growth, were inventory and rate increases, but yet none of them answered that they're going to do in-stay experiences, upsells, experiential packages, whatever that may be. And man, dude, like I—I I was thinking, is like back, like before COVID, twenty twenty. If you didn't have dynamic pricing, you were leaving money on the table, right? Yeah. But now everyone's using dynamic pricing, whether it's Wheelhouse or Price Labs or whatever. Everyone's doing it. It's like, oh, you don't have a dynamic pricing software? Weird. Uh, but, <laughs> like, but now I'm just thinking like, man, if you're not doing upsell experiences, and this is something like, granted, we're not doing it 100% right now, but we're that's our, that's our roadmap. And we're figuring out, okay, what is – we perfected the pre-stay – the post stay, like not perfected, obviously, but we get nothing but five stars. So it's like, how can we capture the money, like the, the extra revenue other than increasing rate and growing inventory that's already in our property. We're literally letting money walk out the door by not focusing yeah. on experiential packages, upsells. Granted, we do a lot of stuff complimentary because we just want like, you know, guests say they're here for a wedding or they're here for a anniversary or whatever, like stuff like that. We, we'd love to help and, and to have fun, but there's so many opportunities for managers to get into that. And so I guess for you with Enzo Connect, are you guys going to be, you know, what I guess explain the software and the products that you guys offer to <clears throat> property managers in order to capture stuff like that. I've said this on Slick Talk many times before, and as time goes on, it becomes more and more true. Operators have been so used to multiple logins, different dashboards, and overall segregated data points for their hospitality brand. I'm proud to say this is no longer going to be the case for the industry. As a podcast partner, Journey MOS is made for operators by operators. One dashboard, one solution to keep your business in shape and ahead of the competition. If you think this is too good to be true, then you need to go to journey.com, that is J-U-R-N-Y.com, to learn how Journey MOS can get you ahead of the big players in your market. And now, back to the episode. Yeah, 100%. So we focus on three core verticals. The first one is communication, and obviously that's our bread and butter just because computational linguistics and 
all that uh, all that stuff. <laughs> uh, and our goal behind it is so it's essentially a unified inbox. And whether you use ours or the PMS it does not matter. Um, and our AI runs in the background and starts automating a lot of communication for you. Uh, so it's not just scheduled messages. It's AI driven. We use GTP2, hopefully moving to GTP3 soon enough. Uh, and this allows, I was just listening to the podcast about that stuff. And so I'm like, we'll have to have another talk, uh, chat oh, yeah. after, afterwards. It's I mean. fascinating. I mean, I have a friend who just started a company for, um, updating the copy of your listings using GTP three. Now it's still beta, et cetera. He's kind of shot, but this is insane. Like it means That's being nice. able to update every two days, the copy of your listing, just so that you rank higher on the SEOs of, or the, the rankings of the short-term rental OTAs. That's there's, wild. there's tons of solutions you can build with this. Wild. And so we use that. And then we plug in our own custom sentiment analyzer to it, and we get the context and the sentiment of the conversation. So we don't only just automate a lot of the conversations for you, but we actually start categorizing the guests for you. And this is a huge part for the second vertical. So the first one was communication. Second one is an experience marketplace. Now, these can be services, upsells, or experiences, and can range from pretty much anything you can think of. I mean, the way we're currently approaching our beta is we go to a property manager and we're like, what is the ideal guest experience for you? What do you want to design from step one to step 10 or 11 or whatever? And we'll just plug all of that in in the communication system for you. And then the final piece, which was launched fairly recently, which I'm fairly excited about, is the remarketing tool, aka a CRM for the short-term rental industry. And I want to say it's one of the first for the short-term rental specific industry. There are hotel CRMs and so on. I want to say we're one of the first uh, really focused CRMs with that regards because we allow users to text, email, WhatsApp, Airbnb message, uh, eventually live chat, Instagram, BM, and Facebook, all through a single unified inbox, not just from check-in to check-out, but from pre-inquiry all the way to remarketing and closing the loop. And if you collect that data through the sentiment and context, mm. and you know, you know, I have a few examples of property managers who like did an, a manual exercise and realized most of their bookings were for vacation or for business trips or for, you know, what was the bourbon Sherpa, you know, for, oh, for, yeah, uh, for the, yeah. the, the whiskey trails or, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, the bourbon trail. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bourbon trail. And then from there, you just kind of learn who your target audience is and you start focusing your property management business to be the best at one thing. And uh, so we just, we provide those tools to empower property managers to not only personalize the guest experience at every step of the way through, you know, we have the one thing, um, which was called out on us a, a few a few weeks ago, which I thought was really interesting. Um, you know how you set up checkout messages for, uh, you know, just thanking the guests and it's based on a time value. Like yeah. if the guest checks out, send him a message and be like, thanks for staying. For sure. Um, some people will set up a scheduled message after that being like, hey, by the way, you want to leave a review? That'd be really nice. Yeah. The problem that. is, exactly. Yeah. But the, the thing is you're lucky because you've got great guest experience throughout. So you haven't had a bad guest be like, well, screw you, Will. I had a really bad guest experience. I'm going to leave a really shitty review. Yeah, yeah. But that can't happen. Yeah, and when that does happen, you're going to turn off that scheduled message. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not saying when it will because I know it won't. But if, if, hey, it, by, you know, I've, I've gotten negative reviews on the podcast. I've gotten reviews. Uh, we've gotten we've gotten less. It happens. So, so it happens. there are those people out there that just – hate the world and anything that <laughs> they'll, they'll do it. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But if you can predictively see the sentiment of the conversation ahead of sending that message and make that a condition for sending the message so that it's no longer just at checkout, send a message, but yeah. rather if the sun, sentiment of the conversation is going well and the guest is happy and it's checkout, mm -hmm. 
and this guy has booked twice and and you know add all yeah. these different conditions to trigger not only messaging experience but upsells and other personalized items mm. you don't want to just tell everyone hey rent rent a scooter and buy this thing and buy that and yeah. they're not you know it's not personal but if you can send them a text message and you know it's their anniversary and you're like hey want to you know book this i don't know something Bob, honeymoon Bob whatever, whatever yeah. exactly and Bye then personalize that yeah. exactly yeah. exactly then it makes it so ever more beneficial for the guests and obviously for you uh as a business allowing you to sort of drive more bookings get better reviews and all of that we know quantifies uh your business from a revenue perspective for better sure. reviews means more money for sure that and i think a lot of people don't understand that the people that survived covid in the beginning like with all the crazy shit that was happening with you know hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars in cancellations um owners jumping out and jumping ship and selling properties or just taking them off rental programs, all this other stuff. Um, the people that survived were the ones that focused on other revenue streams rather than nightly rate. I think yeah. that's where we get. So like hotels, you know, I remember being a hotel manager and going through revenue, uh, revenue meetings every week. And it was just like, okay, yeah, like we're beating the comp set, but we're only getting nightly rate. And sometimes the, off season nightly rate was 80 bucks. So like, yeah, you know, and I didn't want to go that way. We were a condominium hotel with jetted tubs in every room, a full kitchen. Like I did yeah. not want to be at $80 a night like <laughs> at all, but where can I focus? Okay. If they're paying $80 a night, where else can I capture that, that attention, yeah. that money? Um, and the, yeah, the businesses that did that during COVID definitely. And we're even doing it pre COVID. It was already a practice that they had in play. I think we're way ahead of the curve. And so this is the area that, a lot of like we need to th we need to start really honing into more than just grabbing listings putting them up and letting them go on autopilot i think that's where yeah. that's where yeah for profitability for growth for longevity of the industry yeah it's gonna and, be and you brought it up as well with regards to pricing right everyone yeah. has dynamic pricing systems now now granted it's for sh short-term rentals but yeah. what that has also meant is that it's increased prices to a point where honestly it's almost comparable to a hotel especially yeah. when you look at all the fees and services taxes and all that that comes out as a guest so when i i speak to some of my friends and they're like yeah you know airbnb hotel like it's really just about the trip more than it is about the price anymore mm -hmm. you don't pick an airbnb because it's cheaper unless you really pick the cheapest airbnb mm -hmm. and at which point you really don't care about the guest experience yeah. you pick a short-term rental property because it's unique because yeah. it has something cool because it has a nice view it has a hot tub or it has a kitchen that you just you want to cook home cooked meals or whatever it might be the ability to have it's more than be... two people in the room at once exactly yeah. exactly Oh, you can always sneak a few more people in the hotel room, I'm sure. Yeah, but, but no one likes to be like we're not we're not 17 anymore. You know, yeah. we don't want to be in a yeah, exactly. hotel room. We we want to have like you know exactly. a whole spread. Um, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so because of that, I think one of the things that we're seeing is you know not only the generational shift of travelers where they're getting younger and younger, and that's kind of just obvious. I mean, that's yeah. how life works. But also just uh, in terms of the professionalization of this industry, where, where property managers and vacation rental owners are thinking more like business owners yeah. and not just someone who has a place and you know wants to make some spare cash. And, and that's sure. fine. That's absolutely fine. By all means, that's why the sharing economy exists. Mm -hmm. um, but the reason it's being consolidated is because players are realizing that in order to become profitable, in order to, to grow those margins and you know do everything positive financially for the business, mm -hmm. it's not just setting the price right. It's not just making sure there's no double bookings. It's also making sure that the guest has a phenomenal stay. Yeah. And when all three of those ingredients are together, um, 
then you kill it. Amen. Amen, (laughs) Then you're killing it. I love it. Amen. Well, I have a, I have a couple like founder questions for you that I've been thinking of just during our conversation. And so from, from start to finish, granted, I know you're not finished. You guys are just getting started. (laughs) Um, but like from the beginning, beginning, give me, give me some insight. What's been the hardest thing that you've faced so far creating Enzo connect? What is it getting in front of property managers? Is it building out the solution? Is it like maybe even on your own personal entrepreneurship journey? Is it the the amount of hours? Cause I know you, I've seen your Instagram. You're there early, you're there late and you're, you're, you're like me in a lot of ways. We're very similar where it's, we're kind of obsessive compulsive where it's like, all right, this is it. This is all I'm focusing on. Uh, (laughs) Have a little burst of fun here and there and then it's back to work. So Exactly. What's been your biggest uh, overcoming? There's definitely a few. I mean, the pandemic was one huge one. I mean, at that point, there there was no room for it didn't feel like there was any room for a new business in this space. And it didn't feel like it was a good time to start a business in the hospitality space. I mean, everyone was saying no. Investors were saying no. Customers were saying no. It was super hard to get in touch with everyone was freaking out, which is totally understandable. But I think it was also a huge opportunity. And the 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 grit that we had uh, as as te- as a team to just keep pushing forward and figuring out what the next big problem is allowed us to not only survive but thrive. Mm. Um, the hours put into this are definitely long, <laughs> yeah. but you know you put in what you get. What is it you you get out what you put in? Is yeah. that is that the, the, the yeah. right saying? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Um, I don't know. There's, I think there's challenges all along. But my, my saying, and I know all my friends, I know if my family listens to this, is going to be like, oh my God, here he says it again. <laughs> but every problem has a solution. And I, I just say this every time I'm stuck. As soon as I'm stuck with something, whether it's you know getting in touch with a partner, closing a deal with a property manager, or getting an investor to sign off on something or, or, or give us more money, whatever it might be, every problem has a solution. And you just got to look at it from different lenses. You, One of the things I've the best relationship with my co-founder because we solve everything with logic as soon as we disagree on something and we, we disagree on things, yeah. which is great. It's like this sort of a yin and yang balance, if you will, yeah. is we just draw a decision tree. What are all the potential outcomes? What happens if we do this? Yes, no, maybe yes, no, maybe. And we kind of just draw it all out and then work our way up to back to the top to figure out what the best decision is. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, there have been challenges partnering with certain companies. There have been challenges getting in touch with certain large property management companies that I'd like to work with. Yeah. Um, but no problem that we can't overcome. We just have to continuously weave our way through, understand the industry, and figure out. You know, as long as we have that north star, we know what we want to do as part of that north star. For sure. Then it's just figuring out the path to get there. Um, what yeah. what 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 makes you think you like? Where did you learn this? Where did is it? Was it always instilled in you? Was something like when you were, you know, growing up, like, was this how you were raised or was there a particular moment in your life where you're like, you know, I'm going to shift or I'm going to, I'm going to be better. I'm going to do this. I'm going to like have that drive. I've just, I'm very curious to know this type of, this type of stuff with my guests because it's very fascinating to see some people be completely like in, in poverty, trying to get out and then just completely create a new person basically Versus, you know, they were just naturally born to to do what they're doing. And uh, I, I'm always fascinated by it. So I'm kind of curious for you. Was it a natural? Were you born like this? Or do you think there's a moment <laughs> in life? I don't know. I think um, a huge part of it is my my education. The chances that I've had, uh, thanks to my family, definitely. Uh, you know, I grew up in France. I grew up in, in New York. I grew up in Toronto, in England. And, and so already had that sense of travel. But more importantly, 
uh, adversity as well to a certain extent. Um, listen, I think I was just I, I was taught never to give up and yeah. just to keep pushing keep pushing forward. I mean, there's times where it's hard. There's times where you just want to give up and you're just like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm over this. Like, but you know, you take a break and you rest up and then you get right back into it the next day is, and again, it's, it's maybe it's um, me being too laser focused on that North star. Um, So let's, let's hope we get there, but yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't be able to answer that question to be honest. I think it's a combination of nature and nurture. It's uh, and definitely the environment of being in this hyper innovative space and seeing people, continuously push the needle forward yeah if, if anything it motivates me even more i mean when i see companies do amazing things i'm like why can't i do that yeah. why can't we do that um 100%. why can't we bring this into the short-term rental industry and professionalize it like hotels have uh and why couldn't enzo connect be a leader towards that so yeah it's a combination of a, a bit of both i would say <laughs> I, like I like that it's a good answer it's a good answer man like i it's, it's just something that's very fascinating to me it's very you know, it gives, it shows a true sense of character for a lot of people. And, and that's what I really want to, you know, the podcast to focus and capture is that, you know, it's not just people coming on the show to talk about companies and, and products and services. Yeah. It's, it's talking about real human shit that matters. Like I, I think, you know, learning about a founder's background and how they were, you know, born and raised and what, what their overcomings have been, it really shows into the quality of the, of the company, of the product, of the service, whatever it may be. So it's very fascinating for me, and I and I, I loved your answer. It's a good answer. Um, my my <laughs> well final... scripted. I had it written down right here just in case. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. As the podcast intro says, it's completely unscripted. So yeah, I know. Uh, shame on you. I was kidding. <laughs> uh, my my final question for you is: What's next for Enzo Connect? What where do you guys with that North Star in play? With you guys constantly trying to innovate and challenge yourselves? Um, what what's the I guess next chapter we're, we're getting close to 2022. It's right around the corner. Yeah. Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. What what are you guys expecting to to do? What are what are the announcements? What are maybe you can't share anything, but it, you know, where do you see this going? What's what's the next big leap? So right now, we're working with very specific property managers in kind of a closed beta. Uh, we're bringing on property managers essentially scheduling an hour-long consultation, figuring out what they want to see for the guest uh, step by step and building it out. We're collecting a lot of information from these different uh, partnerships, I would say, with with property managers to better understand how we can optimize not only onboarding on our software, but also just all the different features and values, which experiences are usually set up. How can we make that as seamless as possible? How can we make sure that this isn't just another software that you have to add to your tech stack? How can we make sure that this plugs in in a way that's smart, seamless, and easy to use? Um, And that's going to be the case for the next couple of weeks next couple of months. 2022 is the year for Enzo Connect. Uh, and this is, you know, we're right now we're integrating with different property management softwares. We're, we're staying quiet, yeah, you know, yeah. we're, we're doing our thing and making sure that we deliver the best guest experience. Uh, 2022, our goal is to make sure that we can um, onboard any property manager, be PMS agnostic and work with all of the tools that you already use, whether it's a noise control device like noise aware or minute, whether it's the smart locks, Nuki Schlag, whether you know, you're using an access management software itself, like a Perito or yeah. uh, really any different systems and combinations, bringing that into a single play for you to deliver the best guest experience, but working with your property management software, not conflicting whatsoever, syncing all of that information. 
and delivering the best guest experience. I'm going to say that a couple times. <laughs> I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan of it. And the fact that you guys have a little bit of AI in there makes it very interesting yeah. because um, I don't think there's many. That's our people, secret sauce. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't <laughs> think there's many in the space that are um, using AI. And so, you know, it's very, very exciting. Um, Slick Talk is getting into AI uh, in a couple areas. So it's very, like, again, we're going to have to have this conversation off offline. Um, but... I always like to give every guest the opportunity to give the audience one stop, one shop, one location, maybe two, maybe three, who knows. Uh, <laughs> wh- where's the best place that anyone listening to this podcast can be like, I want to either connect with Enzo, uh, with Francois, I want to learn more. Where can they go? Where's the best place to send people? So I'm not going to give my personal meeting link because I know this gets a lot of views and I'm really scared that you guys are just going to blast my meeting link. I did it on Clubhouse once and my whole week was booked and I was yeah. just like, well, that, there goes that. Yeah. Uh, but if you guys want to get in touch with us, you can definitely go on our website and click the sign in, sign up, contact us forms that are kind of everywhere um, and reach out to us and we'll get back to you within the, the same day. Uh, and again, right now, our goal is really to learn from property managers. Uh, we're not at all about like we need to make money get on our tools, start paying, et cetera. It's really just, you come up to us and you say, hey, these are the problems that I face. This is the guest experience that I would like to have, but it's either costing me too much money or I don't know how to build it in a way that's scalable. And we'll tell you what we can do. And uh, we'll share kind of how our software works. We'll give you a bit of a demo. And if we're connected to your property management software, which uh, again, by 2022, we will definitely be, um, <laughs> then, uh, then you can just start using it right away and start, you know, not just automating the experience, but personalizing each step of the guest journey. I love it. All right. Well, you heard it, Slick Talkers. This is a, the spot to go. Uh, everything will be in the show notes below, so make sure you check them out. And Enzo, and not Enzo, Francois, my man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading your uh, Enzo Connect thing on the on the thing. Um, uh, Francois, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been a, a true honor to chop it up with you uh, live and online. Um, so, yeah, I'm just excited to watch your journey, man. It's been great same here same here well thank you so much for having me you know it's it's always a pleasure and uh yeah i'm humbled if anything to to be on this podcast with a lot of legends and titans from the short-term rental industry so thank you so much will my pleasure all right slick talkers check out everything in the show notes and make sure that you follow like subscribe everything enzo connect and francois so thank you again and we'll see you all again next week Thank you so much for listening and thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast possible. We hope you enjoy the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week. In hotels and vacation rentals, the top complaints or issues are noise, garbage, and parking. I may not be able to solve all of your parking and garbage problems, but I could definitely help with your noise problems. And that actually might just help your garbage and parking problems too. So NoiseAware is the only 100% privacy safe noise monitoring solution that property managers and owners can use in order to ensure they avoid parties and other issues happening at their property. You won't get notified when a plate breaks. But if you have a little quiet get-together that 
kind of gets out of hand like this. Then NoiseAware will give you the peace of mind to ensure that you and your property, and of course, your profits, are protected. So use my code SLICKTALK20 to get 20% off of all noise monitoring devices and focus on the other important things that help you run your business. Now, thank you for checking out Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Get back to the episode. And don't forget to check out Noise Aware while you're listening. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.